Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast, the podcast where myself and a wide range of guests have a waffle about mental health, life's challenges and those pet hates that really get on our nerves. I'm your host Taylor James, so join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by the incredible author Ben Aldrich. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Hi, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Great to chat to you. No, it's good. I'm glad you're here because I want to kind of launch straight into it, if that's okay. Um, Trevor, actually, I'm going to hand it over to you. Like, probably best if you give like the listeners a brief kind of overview of who you are and kind of what, what you do. Okay, so um, I'm a writer. My first book has just come out. And I write about mental health, adventure, philosophy, all of these different things. Uh, my first book is called How to Be Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable. And this is a, an account of my experience with anxiety and how I used various challenges as a way to learn about myself and how to deal with that anxiety. It's amazing. <laughs> and to be honest, this is how we kind of like got in touch. I mean, I'm always on the lookout for like kind of like coping mechanisms and, you know, reading I've recently has been like a really big one for me. And then obviously I just stumbled across your book, which straight away, even the title pulled me straight in because there's so many situations that I've been in where I've been so uncomfortable, whether it's the situation or whether it's how I'm feeling. So the book literally goes through 
it's it's like you're in my head some of the stuff that you've like wrote down because it's like oh someone else gets it and i think that's what i love about kind of you know the idea of the podcast and like meeting like people like yourself because it's like that kind of yeah you're not on your own there's other people out there who feel these things too so i'm really grateful that you're here (laughs) oh thank you no it's very kind um no it's what's been interesting for me as well is after putting this book out into the world it's been lovely to get feedback from readers and to start that dialogue and that's that's happened a lot over instagram uh, and i've really enjoyed that aspect of it i was very reluctant to uh, to start social media right at the beginning of this project yeah i was so self-conscious and so worried about what that would look like but actually it can be quite a negative thing though isn't it it can be quite kind of a ruthless place at times I think, yeah i think it depends on how you're using it and what your your purpose is and obviously you take it with a pinch of salt but I think for me, it's been a place that I've been able to connect with some amazing people. And actually, it's, you know, I'm trying to put out a positive message and, and it's just lovely to connect with people. So actually, it really surprised me because it's very easy to focus on the, the negative side of it when you, uh, uh, when you read about people really struggling oh. with getting trolled and all of these different things. But for me, so far, it's been a, an amazing experience. Oh, good. But to be fair, I think you're doing an incredible job. So it's, I'm excited to see kind of what comes next. Um, I wanted to ask, like, what kind of gave you that kick to start writing the book and like kind of put in pen to paper? Yeah, so this is all really um, off the back of anxiety. So at the time, um, a few years ago, I was hit with really, really bad anxiety. And I didn't know anything about mental health. So this really threw me. I really struggled with that. And I guess this book has been, this is a kind of documentation of how I dealt with that and how I responded to anxiety. And what I ended up doing was just reading extensively, researching all these different philosophies and ideas and taking the things that resonated with me and, um, and then just testing them out. I came across a a group of thinkers called the Stoics and they used to do all these challenges to build mental resilience. And that's one idea that really resonated with me. So I started to emulate that and do all these different things. And it became a platform to test out all of the ideas that I've been reading. And when I started to get feedback and and actually feel better and stop having these panic attacks, which were just um, unreal at the time, when I I could see that it changed, yeah, I knew that there was value there. So uh, I wanted to, to write about my experience. And this is why I think, especially like the book and kind of like your journey and stuff, it's from a personal point of view, like it was the way it opens about like, you know, like you being in America, like I had the opportunity to travel a bit of America myself a few years back. And it was kind of, oh, okay, I've been in that situation. I know what he's talking about. And it was like, I can kind of like piece together bits of kind of, my life against kind of how you were feeling at those kind of places and it was really weird and even like what you just said then about um you know like taking bits and bobs and like pieces of you know what works for you the whole idea you know of the podcast for me it was kind of finding a way of you know yoga doesn't work for me this doesn't work for me so like what is it that i'm doing wrong that i'm still feeling all of these feelings so I, I honestly, it's it's so weird because I think this is the first time I'm actually talking to someone who completely gets it. 
so it is i'm yeah i'm a little a little bit chuffed <laughs> Well, that's that, that's the thing. We're all so different, though, and I think there's not one solution for everyone to deal with whatever it is that we face, whether it's anxiety or other mental health issues or just the challenges in life. That inevitably we all have to face difficulties. Just something that happens, um, and I think it's it's just important to explore our options and figure out what can help us individually. And that's that's so part of my book is the the kind of um, that side of things, the, the philosophical, the ideas that can be useful. And then the other part of it is these challenges. And I think it's all very well reading about a concept, but it doesn't have any significance until we actually put it into practice. Yeah. And that's why all these challenges were, were there. And it was, to, it, I guess, a controlled environment for me to be able to test out these ideas. And the ones that didn't work, I just bin them. Um, <laughs> but the ones that really resonated with me I would use again and again and lean into uh, difficulty with them. And when you know that they work uh, in kind of crazy situations, <laughs> when things come along and in life that are tough, then you can lean on them. So that's, that's really what has happened uh, with a lot of this. And it's trial and error and everyone's going to get different things out of it. I, I, I love it. And I think there's, there's one, to be honest, Ben, I could have done with the book about a year ago, <laughs> not to make you feel bad or anything, but there's one kind of recurring theme that I, I really enjoy in the book and it's about like getting out of your comfort zone and you know the kind of the benefits and kind of you know the kind of rewards you that you can get like you know mentally physically from getting out of it um I mean again I, I could keep going back to the podcast but like this is completely out of my comfort zone and it was the best thing I've ever done and that's what I love about kind of going through the book. I mean, some of them, I will get onto the challenges in a minute. Some of them, like, I don't think <laughs> I'm quite up for. <laughs> but it's, it's, I love the fact of kind of challenging yourself. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and kind of putting it to the side. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of keeping that kind of mentality going. I think when we're open to new experiences and putting ourselves out there and doing these different things uh, there's a huge amount of growth that we can get like you said when you started this podcast suddenly you've got all of these things happening it's really exciting and and that's that's brilliant it's stepping into the unknown and actually um there's so many lessons and i think the key the key for all of this is it doesn't really matter what happens it's supposed to be quite fun although it can be grueling to to step out into our fears and to push ourselves I think as long as we're always looking for a lesson or something we can take away from it, it gives every experience we have value. And that for me is, is something that's been super important. So when was like the first kind of time, like, you know, you had all these feelings, like, did you have a kind of bit of a light bulb moment to say like, okay, this, the way I'm feeling isn't quite normal and quite how I want to be feeling right now. What was kind of like the first challenge that you kind of set yourself to be like, okay, I'm going to do this and see, see what works. What was the first one time that you took that step out of your comfort zone? Well, to be honest, I think it, it was just a gradual realisation of what was happening and that it was anxiety, which I was in denial of for a long time because I just didn't think that my mind could produce <laughs> physical symptoms, which was uh, kind of bizarre. But I think the first thing that I did, as, as small as this sounds, was actually walking to... Um, at the time, it was so bad. Walking to a bench in my local park, I was okay. like, okay, I'm going to push myself to do that. 
and that's that's so insignificant uh but actually for me yeah but in the grand scheme of things it was like that first step out of it like in that first little kind of little challenge that you set yourself yeah and in the book i don't go into huge detail about the smaller things uh that journey because it's things like catching the bus which was a huge problem uh but actually they sort of compounded and over time i developed a bit more of um I guess I, I built up to bigger things and then that's when I started to do things that were a little bit quirky and and it just built from there I guess there was a several months where I was doing really small things just to push myself and then it got into the slightly more adventurous and then more demanding and then it kind of carried on and and that's where we are now with all these different things I mean some of them that like you're kind of like through Instagram so it looks incredible like even just kind of you know like the like in, even in the book, like the, you know, the climbing of the mountains and kind of um, the one to be fair, like even today, like I was having, I've had such a f- bad few days with like anxiety and obviously going through the book before one of them that kept sticking in my mind was the cold shower. So it's like, I forced myself out of bed this morning, went for a run with my mate, got back and I was like, do you know what I'm at? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I don't think it was as bad because obviously I was a bit warm after the run. But afterwards, I was like wide awake. I was like, it after like a certain amount of time, it actually felt warm. (laughs) It was weird. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's that initial stage where you get into the cold. And uh, the cold shower is great for that because there's that resistance. You don't want to get in uh, and it feels cold, especially if it's uh, midwinter and it's early in the morning. That's, That's tough to get in there. Um, but actually it's, it's working with that resistance and kind of forcing yourself to do it. That, that is, uh, yeah, that's good for us. I think. How did you like think that this was, I mean, obviously you mentioned about like, you know, the different like research and stuff that you did. How did you kind of come to the conclusion of like, do you know what, actually that's a challenge. I'm going to do it. Is it just kind of like whatever kind of pops into your head or is it just kind of like well, yeah, an interest? <laughs> To be, to be fair, in the book, there's 43, um, but my list was so much longer than that. These were the <laughs> ones that the most varied and kind of gave the best uh, cross-section of the different things yeah. that I, I got up to. But I think it was all about just brainstorming ideas and things that would push me personally, because everyone is so different that they would respond to different challenges. So I just created all of these ideas. I let my mind just kind of explore these things that I would find difficult as well as <laughs> things that I would quite like to do, yeah. but would be hard. Uh, and always with the, the higher purpose of the reason for doing this is to, to grow and to become a better person. So the challenges are just the platform and the fun bit, but there's, there's a higher purpose than um, just you know some of the weird things that I did. Um, so that's, that's it really. One of them really, that really stuck out to me, and this is when I kind of laughed earlier about the, um, I can't see it, but then it's kind of, again, the running theme throughout the book is like kind of taking, you know, a lesson from everything that you've kind of, you know, that you've been through. And one of them, like the challenge is to queue up, but then when you get to the end of the queue, walk away. <laughs> and it's like to teach yourself patience. <laughs> it's like... How did that come about? Well, that's, yeah. I mean, think about the most frustrating thing when you're queuing. I hate queuing. I hate it. Who likes it? No one does. 
And uh, it just... So you would have done uh, you good with like what queuing to get into Asda this past couple of months. <laughs> just, just the thought of it is just so ridiculous. Um, to queue and then not have that validated by whatever it is at the end of your queuing experience. <laughs> it just makes it so meaningless. And then that, it's, that makes it more frustrating, which is why it became such an interesting thing to explore because it's, uh, it's so counterintuitive. It's something that is just a bit outside the box. And um, yeah, I felt a lot of resistance to that. And actually, it's a very controlled environment. Yeah. It's very safe to do, to go and join a long queue. It's not, it's not too, <laughs> too hard in that sense, but it's just that boredom, that frustration. And just playing around with that. And I think we can be creative and find it in really unusual places. And more importantly, obviously, what you take from it is you learn how to be patient. <laughs> which I think yeah. everyone kind of <laughs> has learned the well, hard way yeah, recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, where's like the worst place that you've queued for? Is there like, have you, tr- obviously you've tested this, but like, have you, how, what kind of environments have you like queued up and then kind of walked away? Just out um, of pure interest. I think the worst for me is in the car because I get really frustrated with that. Yeah. You're crawling. So um, deliberately going on the M25 in Russia. <laughs> No, is, that stupid. <laughs> like my mum thinks I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's yeah, that deliberately doing something like that, which is so painful. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's play. It's just yeah. exploring, and uh, it's, it's a relatively controlled environment. I think I think it's a really really good idea. Um, on the back of one of them, like me and my friends have now because I've, I've I've been banging on about your book like we've booked to climb the o2 just because it's something like obviously once obviously everything's back in the kind of kind of safe environment it's like one of the first things that we'll be doing um there's a few in there that like it's they're bizarre but then when you kind of read into it and it's kind of like i actually understand the kind of logic behind it um the welsh train station one though i don't think I've got the patience <laughs> for. Yeah, so in North Wales, there's a train station, and I'm probably going to destroy it. So if anyone Welsh is listening to this, they're going to hate me. But it's called Clemvaya <laughs> I was kind of expecting things to start floating around my room. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, really impressive. <laughs> it's the longest train station um, name in the world. It's uh, and when you look at it, when you see the word, it's just so long. And yeah, I couldn't even read it. So how you've just said it? <laughs> but it's um, that was a nice one because it's it's a smallish challenge. It just takes a bit of time, and you can watch the videos online, and you break it down, and it's just teaching you that uh, what well, it taught me that there's um, lots of places that we can find challenges. It doesn't have to be epic. It doesn't have yeah. to be running a marathon or climbing a mountain. We can find challenge in loads of different places and quite literally that one in north wales is, is quite fun also if you know people from wales if you've never well, if you've never met anyone from um well, sorry sorry the first time you meet someone and they're from wales and you use that you always get a good reaction so like proper brownie points yeah like exactly. conversation one, starter it's, sleeve. it's a good party <laughs> um i think you know again i keep going back to like kind of like the underlying thing there's so many themes that you can take from this book um you know it's it's quite bizarre in a way the way you kind of your mind get thinks oh no this is what i'm learning from it and the next minute it's kind of like 
you know, I'm going somewhere else with it. And it was, you know, obviously building up that kind of mental resilience. And I think if you are kind of constantly going through that, like repetition of, you know, learning, you know, breaking it down to, you know, say the really, the really long word, I'm not even going to attempt to say, <laughs> um, it's about kind of keeping it repetitive. Like if you can train your kind of, you know, mind to kind of say that really long word, you can use that and apply it to kind of, you know, negative thoughts. And, you know, you mentioned about like CBT in the beginning of the book. Um, do you think, you know, setting self little tasks like that kind of help build up the kind of that resilience? I think so. I think it, they compound. I think if you just learn the work, like learn that st- train station, it's not going to do a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the, the effort that you constantly try and find these different things in different ways. And it's that curiosity and that continual um, self-development. And it's just these ideas add up. And as long as you're learning, and as long as you're taking a lesson from every little challenge you do, then there's value in it. And I think slowly that will start to seep into your attitude towards life and general difficulty. And that's what happened to me. As soon as I pushed myself in all these different directions, I felt that it really helped me to deal with some more serious problems like my anxiety and, and facing adversity. Because a lot of this is, is just fun and it's controlled environment as well. So it's training for the inevitable chaos of life. Yeah. Do you kind of, do you, do you still get that kind of fear? Like, not the fear, but like, you, do you still get that kind of, that anxiety kick in now? with challenges or just generally just in general like is there anything that kind of because i mean mine's kind of kicked me out the blue these past couple of days do you kind of still have it kind of seeping in every now and again yeah it uh, before it was horrific it was Mm. uh, and i didn't understand what i was dealing with so that instantly made it terrible yeah Uh, i've got it to a place where uh, it's so so manageable and sometimes i can feel anxious but i've got all of these tools now to deal with it um, and that's the difference and that's that's building that selection of things that you can lean on when you feel terrible or when you're feeling rough you know that you've got x y and z you can test out these ideas and that helps and then just the more i felt that i've gained confidence doing challenges and pushing myself i know that when i feel terrible i can look back and look at the things that i've managed to accomplish and that is very useful i think everyone can use that as an exercise yeah um, there's a book called can't hurt me by david goggins which is amazing he's okay. an incredible thing um and he does this is an exercise where i think it's it's like a cookie jar of good stuff. i can't even remember it but he puts <laughs> it, every time something difficult that he's done he puts it in this jar and he builds up this massive collection of difficult things that he's managed to do and then if okay. he ever feels like He's struggling. He can look at that jar of all these things that he's managed to do and use that to propel him forward and just to build that confidence. That's a really good idea. So that's what's happened with all of these challenges. I just think that, A, they've given me tools that I know work because I've tested them in situations where I'm really pushed. And B, they also give me confidence because I look back at all the things that I've done, even from the small things like, you know, learning to solve a Rubik's cube or pick a lock or something like that to bigger things like learning Japanese or running marathons. So they all add up. And I think it's that 
trusting yourself and you know i think that's the key thing there is kind of trusting yourself and kind of not beating yourself up if it doesn't work for you and you know kind of challenging yourself to find something that does work you know we're all incredibly different like everyone's mind and everyone's brain works in incredibly different ways and the rubik's cube like i I actually Googled like <laughs> how to solve a Rubik's cube. And there's these people who can solve it in literally like seconds. Yeah. And it's like, you have got to put yourself through some kind of like test, like mentally to be able to get to that stage. Yeah. The, uh, the world record is like three seconds, maybe something it's like an, that. It's insane. It's an absolutely insane. Um, have you ever done any kind of challenge that, that you've kind of have been really scared to do, but then kind of once you've done it, you've kind of accomplished it. Uh, loads. Yeah. So many. One, the one that comes to mind, I think is um, my, I had a really bad fear of needles. So okay. I built a challenge around that, which was to go and have acupuncture because that's, if you're afraid of needles, that's the yeah. worst thing you can do to get someone. To I was expecting you to face. kind of say a tattoo then and show me like a, <laughs> No, it was a, yeah, acupuncture. That was the way to turn a, a fear of needles into a challenge. And I went and I got needles in my face and my arms and feet. Oh, oh God. <laughs> just, <laughs> I think it's just like a little, like one or two in my foot, but like literally <laughs> you went full oh, like yeah, Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that was, I had to, yeah, deal with that. Was That was a difficult one, but afterwards... It really, it was a, an amazing experience because I'd gone through something that I was so scared of doing. And every time I'm afraid of something and I do it, it's never as bad as I think it's going yeah. to be. That's the first thing. And afterwards, I always feel really great because I've managed to push through it. And it's often it's things like the dentist. I hate the dentist. Every yeah, time I go to I'm a with you on that one. Like, there's, I have to really rely on all of this <laughs> philosophy and all of this stuff that I've been practicing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Just imagine you in the, the waiting room with like a Rubik's Cube, a pack of cards. Beeping <laughs> 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 yourself up. Well. <laughs> I, I did, the, when I, a while ago, I had to have uh, a few fillings and um, some stuff done. And I was so worked up that I actually took um, a book with me, Marcus Aurelius's uh, Meditations, his stoic uh, philosophy book. And I was sat in the waiting room just reading it, <laughs> take on board all of this, uh, um, this kind of stoic wisdom just to help me deal with that. But, you know, it did just trusting it, listening to it and then doing it um, made a difference. And I felt so good for having worked through that. And each time it gives you that little boost. No, that's amazing. It's, I think it's such kind of, it, I, don't, I think it's refreshing in a way to kind of read about kind of coping mechanisms and like things that like help you that aren't kind of the generic, you know, like breathing exercises, even though breathing is a, a huge part of kind of what I feel like of controlling your anxiety and stuff like that. Um, but like, you know, I, oh, I always slag off yoga and I don't mean to slag off yoga, but it's only because I'm not the right kind of body shape <laughs> to do yoga. Um, but it's kind of, there's so many different options here that to do that. You might feel sometimes like quite silly, but the kind of the achievement you feel after it, it's like, and even like 
like even like me booking the O2, like there's an element now of an excitement of like I can't wait to do it. But I know for a fact as soon as I get to the to the actual place, I'm gonna be absolutely bricking it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. Well, I think it's focusing on the excitement of it. It sounds like that's gonna be really great. It sounds like a really fun experience. I hope so. And I just hopefully it's not like a windy day. So it's well, <laughs> you should hope that it's a windy day. You should hope. Would you hope because then it's added an element to yeah, it. True. It creates more of a, a challenge to it. I think it's uh, focusing on the excitement. It's obviously sometimes that's quite hard to do. But I think again, if we have this higher higher purpose to everything, that we're actually doing it because we want to improve ourselves and we want to build a resilient mindset and we want to yeah. challenge ourselves, then we can. That, that's something to lean into when we're facing these things. That's the theory, anyway. It's getting out there and practicing it. That's the that's the important yeah, part. and that's that's the that's the tough part. I mean, you can sit here and make list after list after list, but until you're kind of again jumping out that comfort zone and kind of running with it, that's when you're really going to see the results. Hundred percent, and that's why I think I really connected to Stoic philosophy so much because they were so pragmatic and they used to do challenges and they used to do stuff like this. So that they could test out their philosophy and i love that it doesn't even kind of like cost anything you know like you know even if it is it's like such like it's like a minor like a cost which is going to have and even some cases like a minor change but that kind of minor change is you know it's, it's just a kind of another building block into kind of building up and getting to where you need to be whether it's you know mentally physically you know whatever it's i, I think it's brilliant okay I, i've never kind of read a book and felt like oh this is actually like speaking volumes to me and it's like the fact that it comes away with kind of like actions and it's it's changing your mindset even just going through it and it's kind of even just like setting your own little challenges it's really good well thank you that's really really <laughs> cool that you say that um i just i just hope that people will use it as a practical uh thing and because obviously the, the challenges that i've written are other things that push me and they're just for inspiration really um for people to look at them and and to take them and see which ones they want to use and, and there's a part of the project which encourages people to figure out their own challenges and figure out what would push them and that's the bit that i'm really interested in to see what other people end yeah. up doing and how they turn their fears into challenges because there's this concept that i love and it's the idea of an anti-bucket list and this is what i've used to okay. create challenges so we know the bucket list is a way of creating things that we want to do a long yeah. list of x y and z before i die but the opposite is anti-bucket lists so things that i would never like to do before i die things i don't want to do that i'm scared of but actually these we should pay attention to because there's so much growth that can have that we can experience off the back of them so for instance the, the perfect example is the needle one for me yeah so i hate needles I can turn it into a challenge and something that I'm going to get a lot of growth from that. If I want to do it, I'm not going to grow as much, but if I don't want to do it and I'm playing around with that, obviously within reason, you know, don't, <laughs> don't have to do anything. Keep it legal. <laughs> exactly, but we can play around with our fears. And I think that's something that um, we can all experience growth, whether you're afraid of heights or deep water, or insects or whatever it is that would be on your anti-bucket list you can take that, that i 
I, I really love that idea. And it's the reason why it just jumped into my head then is literally you just said it about the um, deep water. Like I went snorkeling in, Thai, I was, it was off the coast of Thailand, some, somewhere around there. Um, and I didn't realize I actually had a fear of deep water <laughs> until I was in the deep water. <laughs> So, but again it was the first thing that popped into mind it's like well yeah like you didn't understand you had a fear of it you understood it but you still did it and then a year later like when I went back like I I did the same thing again and I think that's the kind of thing like you just said it's kind of that's what's going to change your life not kind of you know going to some incredible place and having a nice meal somewhere it's about kind of fear, turning fear into like a positive Absolutely. And those moments will stay with you as well when you've done something that's been really tough for you and you've managed to push through it. That has a real memory associated with it, especially if you do it with friends as well. So yeah. many of my climbing experiences have um, turned into these amazing like bonding experiences with, with my friends and just those kind of epic days out in the mountains that you can, you know, I'll never forget. And that's hey. something that you said like about the climbing situation there's i always get really nervous when i see like people climbing and stuff like because of that film 127 hours oh god obviously it freaks me out <laughs> so so when you're like climbing do you cause obviously you see it like is it like free climbing or are you like all hooked up to like to like harnesses like what what where's the kind of I don't want to be that person be like, oh, where's the safety <laughs> like net? It depends on what you're doing, really. Um, so I, I do lots of different climbing. So I do mountaineering, which is just climbing mountains. And sometimes you'll need gear for it. Other times it'll be more like a hike. Yeah. Um, and then I do rock climbing, like sport climbing, which is where you've got uh, a rope with you and you clip into the, the rock as you climb as well. And then there's other things like bouldering where you don't actually have any kicks, but you've got like sponge pads. So if okay. you fall off, you, it's not very high. It's a couple of meters high. Um, just because my heart dropped and I was like, oh, it's okay because you've got this sponge with you. But there's, um, yeah, so there's that. I do lots of stuff indoors, but outdoors as well. Outdoors as well, it's more of an adventure. Indoor is more training and just kind of for fitness. Yeah. I find indoors say for instance you're climbing a couple of hours indoors you can be very productive you can get a lot done when you're outdoors it can often it just everything takes longer yeah um and it's but it's it's, it's really nice outdoors you get to experience some crazy places and um that's the thing it's just such a beautiful environment and and also it's dealing with that fear as well learning to deal with the fear of falling and um there's a lot of yeah balancing that fear which is something that climbing is is amazing sport for it must kind of, have you ever been in a situation when you thought, oh, okay, this is really dangerous here and kind of. Um, I've always been very safe, very careful. Um, there's been quite a few times when I've been really scared, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not safe. Yeah. That means that I, I'm pushing myself. There was one time where actually it was probably, it was quite scary um, my friend and I, we hadn't acclimatized properly and we did this big 4,000 meter mountain that we were going <laughs> to plan to do this chain of uh, peaks on the way back yeah. down. And we had such a tight schedule 
that we had all of these things we wanted to do, all these climbs, and we we're like, okay, we just we had a small weather window as well, and it was very windy. The the weather was changing, but we had two days, so we went up to the hut at like three and a half thousand meters, maybe it was a bit under, like three thousand meters, and then the next day we went up to. 4,500 meters to this, um, it's the top of, it's called um, Mont Rosa, and it's this big glacier. And uh, we didn't acclimatize properly because you need time to do that. We just went yeah. straight up. And then we got to the, the top and it was just horrific. We just, <laughs> uh, it was so cold and so brutal. And we got to the summit and this helicopter was picking someone up who'd got altitude sickness and they got evacuated and oh, we wow. got into this little hut right on the summit and uh it's called the margarita hut uh on the top of the mountain it's called signal cooper and it's like uh, the fifth tallest mountain in the alps <laughs> and we both were just so trashed from the altitude and technically it's not a technically difficult climb you just uh, we've done a lot of uh, courses and stuff so you yeah crampons and ropes and everything but it's not technical um but we just got to the top and we just, we hadn't respected the altitude and we hadn't acclimatized. So we were just so trashed. We spent an hour in this hut um, and <laughs> like my mate just, just fell asleep. I was like so cold. I was like shaking. I had to drink a liter of hot water to raise my core temperature. And it was just a really, really tough. I would have thought you would have been used to it with all them cold showers. <laughs> Well, this was, yeah, this is, this was a different kind of cold. This is when you're so um, uncontrollably freezing. But anyway, to cut a long story short, we were like, okay, the safest thing is actually for us to just just get back down. Yeah. We're going to stack off doing all of these other um, peaks that we planned. And we we're just like, let's just get down. And every hundred meters, you just felt like your soul was coming back. And it just felt oh, as we got lower, it just, and then we got back to the, the lower hut and, uh, we were just okay. We're back. We feel okay. <laughs> and it was a yeah, a pretty interesting experience. It taught it taught us both a lot about having that. Just you can't take shortcuts in the big mountains. You can't. You have to respect the altitude. Um, and that was that was a good lesson to learn. But that I was think, that was probably when I was most scared. I think. Well, yeah. I think even just like hearing about it. I mean, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of kind of like you know climbing at all. So even just kind of you you just think it's a kind of obviously I imagine it's quite hard but even to you know understand things like altitude and stuff like I wouldn't have even kind of took that into consideration when people are climbing so it's, yeah. it's quite interesting to to hear especially yeah, if it's getting scared, so scared, scared you as well <laughs> yeah, well there's so many elements going on and I think that was that was more of that wasn't so much the climb that was that was the problem it was it was the altitude yeah and it was just the the fact that we were a bit complacent with it and that would never never happen again <laughs> um, but it's yeah respecting that and there's so many things going on it has obviously the times that we're living in now this you know with the whole lockdown um has it kind of cut any of your challenges off did you have anything kind of planned that have kind of you've had to cancel um yes there's lots of things that have had to be cancelled um, I was sure I wanted to do a fire walk and that got cancelled once because of Storm Kira. And then it What's was a fire walk? A fire Is it walk like you're walking over fire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a like, sponsored event uh, and you raise money for charity and they yeah. just put out these hot coals. 
and uh, you walk across them. I haven't done it yet, but I'm I'm really really keen to to give it a go. And there's like a I think there's a method. Yeah, it's probably one of those things where if you like, is there a way of even training for that <laughs> without burning yeah, carpet? Thirty minutes in the car park, someone's going to tell you what you, what you need to do. And I think it's just you just walk confidently. That's yeah. that. I don't know though. I'll uh, I have to let you know. No, um, definitely. But you can do Lego walks as well. They do Lego walks, glass walks. Have you ever stood on a bit of Lego? I have, yeah. I, I can't imagine a Lego walk. That sounds no. so painful. Honestly, one of my coping mechanisms is Lego. Like all around my house, I've got, I don't have like ornaments or anything. I have like bits of Lego everywhere. And if I'm cleaning or something or if, I ha- if I've knocked something off and I haven't realised and I turn around, I don't know pain like it. <laughs> it is horrible so the fact there's people out there who walk in over it for i guess it's it can't be for fun but imagine it's kind of to test yourself and kind of push yourself yeah Uh, and i think it's uh yeah that's that's it really isn't it it sounds it's uh, that sounds like a novel one i would like to give the lego walk a try um but yeah you can actually get slippers now i don't know if you've seen them they're like (laughs) for people like who are like mega collectors they're like lego slippers (laughs) <laughs> they don't <laughs> so you don't feel the lego if you stand on it <laughs> well that's yeah that sounds pretty handy if you've got lego floating around your house yeah i don't know whether my sister heard that totally slightly <laughs> christmas present idea <laughs> um how so what what's next in terms of you know like the book is it just kind of you know pushing it out you know what, what what's the plan so at the moment it's focusing on the book and turning a lot of the ideas in the book into lectures and talks i gave a um like a, a workshop online amazing for mind body spirit festival and that will start to i'll start to take that out when things open again so it's going to be getting into the public speaking side of things which i'm very excited about and that's another challenge in itself and that's also huge. just yeah, pushing the book out and just seeing where it goes and uh, exploring that. But I've got lots of challenges that are lined up, um, things that will come into play when um, when things return to normality. Or are you keeping that. them for book two, or allowed to like a little exclusive? <laughs> well, there's, there's lots of things that I um, I've got going on in my head, lots of challenges and lots of things. So um, watch this space. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really like really happy that you joined today honestly i'm a huge fan of the book the way it kind of it changes my, you know your mindset the way you kind of actually know i'm gonna put it into action i think it's the first book i've read in a quite a long time especially in terms of like mental health and stuff like that i've actually felt like i've related to and i'm now a huge fan so i'm, I'm so grateful that you you know you wanted to collaborate on really chuffed <laughs> oh awesome well thank you so much no really i'm chuffed that you've invited me on it's uh it's a pleasure to come and chat to you perfect but yeah thank you for joining me and to fair where can people find you um so my website benaldridge.com is a good place it links to my social channels and it's got a blog uh, that i'm actively writing about different things loads of pictures um and instagram that's where i spend most of my time uh, at do things that challenge you that's the handle um, you need to check it out because it's so 
I don't want to say, I always feel like I'm being really cheesy when I say the word inspiring, but it actually really is inspiring because it, it kind of, especially if you're having like a bit of a bad day, like kind of, you know, especially when I like you see your posts or your stories, it's like, oh, actually, no, push yourself to do this. You know, it's, it's, it kind of keeps, keeps me going. So definitely oh, check it out. Well, it's a mix of quotes and philosophy and then like some challenge things and some stupid stuff as well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, a mix. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, you've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast. Huge thank you to my special guest this week, Dan Aldridge, author of How to Be Comfortable with Being Comfortable. Make sure you check it out and get in touch if there's any coping mechanisms that help you with your anxiety that we need to hear. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.